Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. I remember, Dad, we were uh, at Cooper University Hospitals together. And then if you go to my profile, you will see um, Cooper, Hershey, Penn State. You will also see Barcelona. Uh, and I am telling you, I don't know if you knew that I'm also from Cuba. So I have uh, the perspective from very interesting healthcare systems, America, Spain, Cuba and different parts in America as well. So yes, and I remember you're from Cooper, which, you know, is, uh, I'm not sure if still is one of the most dangerous cities in the country, but certainly when we were there in uh, 2010, I believe around those years, 2010 to 2014 or 2013, it was, so I started to learn about FND with Dr. Joe Campelon, the program director, because he is a neuromuscular expert. He knows how to objectively do an excellent physical exam, which is one of the key factors for doctors to identify and help their patients. And, and then the socioeconomic status of Camden, New Jersey. People with a lot of stressors, with uh, you know, lack of opportunity to find jobs because some of them were in jail, some traumatic uh, situations in their life because obviously it's the part of the country with high crime. Those are a lot of risk factors for functional neurological disorders. So I started with them uh, in my residency and I always have had a sensitivity. And um, also because I have had panic attacks when I was in medical school. And panic attacks, what are those? Chest pain, uh, or it can be like you feel that you're gonna faint, your uh, vision goes dark, you may have heart racing, you feel that you're gonna die, you feel that your life is going to end. I had that. Think about that, those symptoms, if that becomes chronic, you have a functional neurological disorder or something that is affecting your health. So I have experienced it, not a disorder, but the symptoms, because yes, it is, it is very common. Uh, it's, it's when our whole organism composed by mind, body, emotions, and environment is out of balance uh, for many reasons. And what happened was that when COVID hit, a lot of people were experiencing financial stressors, life changes, interpersonal problems because they were all confined to the same home. Some people were losing their jobs. So many stressors in society that the incidence and the prevalence increase. And wait, we will talk about this again in 10 years because those studies are not yet taking place. When they recalculate the prevalence, you will see currently the studies are from the past decade, pretty much, and it has the same frequency as multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's disease, is the second most common neurological condition after headaches. Yet, people don't know about it as much. We need to solve that. Um, so that's a little bit about me and my passion. Uh, uh, Let's yeah. see. Yeah, there was something that I had to respond. But anyways, uh, and, and of course, let me tell you, it is hard to understand what this is about. It's a complex disease. It's a disease that has been happening since 
one south since the year 1900 before Christ. There are some reports when you look at the literature. It took us 100 years to figure out the name. You know, this, the name, the first name that appeared was proposed by Sigmund Freud. Uh, so uh, for 100 years, it went from conversion disorder re related to hysteria to what nowadays is known as functional neurological disorder. In these 100 years, it was also called psychogenic disorder, psychosomatic. So in 2013 is when we realized, no, no, no. It has to, just the name, it has to be called functional neurological disorders because uh, it is evaluated and it has to be treated and diagnosed by neurologists. So it's functional neurological and the functional means, you know, another hallmark of the disease, the anatomy, the organs and the tissues are intact. There is no lesion, no damage that can be seen in the cells, the blood supply, the vasculature, you know, the tissues, tissues are intact, but there is malfunction, imbalances between the mind and the body. But not only that, I'm going to tell you right now that there are four important components that are causing these. And this is uh, what the Holocene method and science and shamanism is about. Understanding once and for all that we need to look at us, each one of us and our patients and clients as a whole, component by mind, body, but also emotions and also our environment. And our environment is connected to our spirituality, our life's mission. What do we want to do in planet Earth? What do we believe life is about? What is happiness? Existential questions too. So uh, the name also says that uh, psychological factors, of course, play an important role and is important to uh, take as I'm saying, taking the individual as a whole. So I want everyone from now on to stop calling it conversion, psychogenic, psychosomatic, and call it functional neurological disorders because that is the right name. Um, so the, the other thing, uh, why I was so excited about coming here and talking to both of you, Jackie and Doc Mark, uh, well, I was excited to see you after <laughs> from twenty from twenty ten to twenty twenty one. Wow, eleven years! So yeah. I was excited to see you and catch up, but also because this condition is consuming two hundred and fifty six billion dollars per year of our money, taxpayers. This money can go to to, you know, hospitals, to research. So creating this awareness is paramount for all of us Americans. Um, when these patients are not being treated and diagnosed timely, they will become disabled. They will lose faith in the healthcare system. They will lose faith on themselves because some doctors, uh, you know, suggest that they are crazy because, you know, some doctors don't understand the disease. So it's not about blaming the doctors. It's about understanding the disease. Um, so, yeah, young people disabled. It's so sad. We have to do something about it. Dr. And not B. only us. Uh-huh. I was just going to uh, stop you there for a second. And cause I think you, you touched on some really important things there. Um, you know, I think that the term hysteria seems like a term of ancient medical practice, but I think that we as healthcare providers are still guilty of labeling our patients with hysteria, not in the formal diagnostic sense, but in my world, of functional bowel disease, people say that person's just crazy. 
you know, when they have a legitimate illness that is based upon physiology. And I think such is true with your functional neurologic diseases as well. Yes, Doc Mock, and you're mentioning something so important that is that we doctors are not understanding because we were not trained. So we're using old terms even. So medical training is so important. And actually what I'm proposing to you today, Doc Mock, is that we create a course for medical students called the attack of the killer brain. <laughs> how fun i love how fun, it I how love fun it. would that be for them absolutely you know, like if, if you mix learning and treatment because that is what we do in science and shamanism and with the holocene method you mix fun with treatment because we are attracted to fun and all our practices and our exercises are a lot of fun to do too sometimes they hurt because you work on your emotions but you end up laughing and enjoying life much more after that. Yeah. I I think, um, you know, just for the the listeners, if you could just break down in a formal sense, you know, some ways that functional neurologic disorders can manifest um, in case anybody out there is experiencing those symptoms. Great question, Doc Mock. Thank you. Well, And we can divide that in those who present to neurology, weakness, numbness, so lack of feeling or altered sensations like tingling, crawling, temperature changes, vision loss, um, blurred, cloudy vision, ringing in the ears, hearing loss, trouble talking, uh, seizures, the non-epileptic seizures, you know, uh, body pain. Some of the most severe cases that I have seen have been full collapse from overwork. And uh, I have seen coma, patients in coma. So it Anything, your brain controls everything that we do. So it can really be anything, anything that your brain controls, anything that uh, where any activity where the the nervous system is the mediator, pretty much anything. But then to rheumatologists, it can present as fibromyalgia, so chronic back pain. To the orthopedic, it can present with chronic lower back pain. To you, we said it presents as IBS or functional dyspepsia, irritable bowel syndrome, functional dyspepsia, you know, the gas, bloating, all those other things. To the cardiologist with chest pain and palpitation. When I had a panic attack, I went to the emergency room and, you know, I had a heart check and all that, right? Chronic fatigue. So all those. Mm-hmm. I think um, also an important point that you bring up is that it's really important for us as healthcare providers to, to rule out organic diseases or disease with a tissue. And, and I'm kind of curious to hear the way that you approach these diseases. Cause when I'm seeing somebody with a functional bowel disease, I want to rule out cancer. I want to rule out inflammatory bowel disease first, but if, what if what we're left with is a disease that is rooted in physiology we just approach the treatment in a different manner. So how do you approach these people when you start to see them? I think your question was twofold. One was about the diagnosis and the first part. And then did you also ask me about treatment, like a treatment approaches to, or just diagnosis for now? Uh, I think we could start with diagnosis or kind okay. of your appro- approach to the patient diagnostically. That's- that sounds good. And, and yeah, you interrupt me if needed. I, I love to talk about this. Uh, so three pillars about the diagnosis. Let's say anyone, any doctor can do this. It's so easy. Uh, a, a client comes in and you have to listen. First of all, Doc Mock, there is a study that says, hey, if you listen to the patient straight without interrupting them for 92 seconds, you will get it. <laughs> yep. Doctors, 92 seconds at least. Let's listen to our patients. You know, we are stressed and overworked as physicians, and it's hard. Whereas, you know, the medical system and all that, that's for another discussion that you should have. 
but you know, the history is so important because when they tell you about the variability, variability in history, in the symptom, the, the description of the symptoms. So the history, they describe to you the variability in their sensations and their symptoms. And then when you do the physical examination, the neurological physical examination, you also see the variability of the function of that part of the nervous system that you're testing through the body. It can be the reflexes, it can be the sensation, it can be the strength, it can be the muscle tone, it can be uh, the vision, right? Like all those tests. So you see variability in their history when you listen to them and in their physical exam. And then if you are suspecting, because you know how it is in medicine. So they describe to you a series of symptoms. You collect a physical exam and you have a number of possibilities. Actually, I was told early in my career that if you come with one possibility, you most likely are wrong. So doctors will build a differential diagnosis, put it in there, put it in there. If you hear variability in your history and you see variability in your physical exam and tell the patient, because I tell my patients, hey, listen, you have uh, lower back pain going down the right leg. It can be uh, a pinched nerve root or it can be uh, a, a problem in the hip pain in the hip that is being referred to your leg, right? It could be claudication. I tell them two or three possibilities. So just tell them. And I tell them, listen, it can be myalgia. If you're coming here with weakness and fatigue and uh, lack of energy, it can be a muscle disease called myalgia. Now, you're telling me that you have good days and bad days, that it fluctuates a lot, and that when you argue with your husband, it's worse. <laughs> Very, uh, and your physical exam is showing me that you are sometimes strong and sometimes you're weaker. Hey, you know, functional neurological disorder is also a possibility. Let's do the test. If all the tests come back negative, I want us to talk again, and then we'll, you know, find out. And then do you know what they do? They go online. They search for us. And they come back and they say, huh, it sounds like me. And they help the doctors. So telling them the first day that you suspect it is the best thing that we can do. Together with a good history and physical exam, like they showed us in medical school, right? <laughs> Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all, but did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeam.com courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, I take omega-3s every night and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the ZenWise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H, ERB and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy, 5528 and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. I have a question. Yes, Jackie. Let's talk, because you, you said about the variability, right, of, of the, these physical exams. So is, is, is functional uh, neurological disorder, is it intermittent? Is it something where sometimes if I'm under, 
a high stress or anxiety, right, situation in life, right? And then like those symptoms are onset and they go away? Or is it something where, you know, if I have weakness in my leg, I have weakness in my leg every day? Yes, the answer is both. So like, for example, I had panic attack one day, it went away, and then I had a panic attack two weeks later. So it was intermittent one day and then two weeks. And then uh, I'll give you another example, someone with a weakness in her legs that one day can walk and the next day or just minutes later needs a walker because it cannot walk but she has chronic weakness that has been Mm -hmm. affecting him or her for 20 years but the variability in the severity too okay so symptom present or no more severe or less severe yeah good question Jackie okay so let's say I was referred to you Dr. V and under suspicion uh, that I had FND um, what, what are some, um, forms of treatment, uh, from, from your perspective? Is it, you know, what would you say would be the, the, the first, you know, course of action? Like if, if I was suffering from FND. Jackie, you ask good questions, uh, but you have to be a little patient if you want to get it. <laughs> Get the best answer. So in order, in order to find the right treatment, what do you need to know first? Doc Mock, uh, this yeah. is for you too. You uh, need the right diagnosis. Yes. But what else? What is behind the right diagnosis? What's causing? Exactly, Jackie. Yes. So you need to know the cause. Because the treatment is personalized, and that is what we do with the Holocene method at Science and Shamanism. So let me tell you what are the causes, the possibilities. So we know that, uh, we know a little bit better why it happens, right? Like imagine, we have a brain. And the brain, you're doing thousands of things today and your brain consciously chooses, okay, I'm going to remember this. Okay, this is too automatic. I'm going to forget it. Some conscious behavior, some unconscious behavior, like brushing your teeth, sometimes driving is very unconscious and mechanical. Then the other thing that we know is that what guides your behavior? A lot of the time are emotions. (gasps) I, I have the desire to have this. I am angry. I am going to do this. Emotions. And then when we are in love, do we feel butterflies where? In our stomach. In the chest, in the stomach, right? So you're seeing the link. Your conscious mind, high cortical functions are linked to your emotions, are linked to the sensations in your physical body. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I'm telling you is that the problem lies in one of these parts of our being. So what happens is that, yeah, you have to talk to your patients and ask them, okay, in terms of your physical body, tell me about your diet. Tell me if you ever had an injury that scare you and you were you thought you were going to die tell me because listen this can appear after a sleep paralysis this condition can appear after anesthesia after surgery after a minor fall so darling tell me the story of your body what has happened to you so you need to get to know that physical body and then also the emotions of that person Tell me about your childhood. Tell me how was it for your mom when you were in her her belly? Because we know that fetus's nervous system starts to form, to to receive, to receive uh, sensory information from the environment with as little as six weeks hearing, right? So even tell me, tell me about your genes. Tell me about your ancestor. Is there any emotional pain? right in your relationship so get to know the emotional body of the person past present and then future tell me about your life's mission your purpose your desires 
And tell me about your environment too. What are your resources? Do you have money? How's your work? And tell me about your mind. Tell me about your beliefs. How are you with planning, with organization? What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about the illness? Because if you want to get better, you can get better because this is functional. This is energy flowing from the neurons to the muscles to the skin for the sensation to the eyes. This is energy and we can change it together. So there is so much we can do. But after you get to the cause. Did I answer your question, Jackie? Or do you yes. want me to be more specific? Because <laughs> no. I, can, I can tell you exactly <laughs> what I do. <laughs> I, would, I would say after that answer, which was a very well articulated answer, also lends, in my opinion, the layman to understand and see why it might be something so difficult to diagnose. If I'm having chest pains and palpitations, I go see my cardiologist and he says, okay, what do you do? I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I eat kind of clean. I work out, I intermittent fast. And, you know, he's not even going to think or ask, oh, hey, you know, the, are you stressed at work? Or, you know, did, you know, did something go wrong with, uh, you know, your basement, right? Are you having other issues? So I think it's interesting that um, there's so many factors that could come into play um, when you are trying to diagnose and assess uh, this disorder. Yes, um, you're, you're right, Jackie. Absolutely right. You make very good observations. So why is it so hard to diagnose? Well, as, as Doc Mock said, the lack of medical training, we were talking about lack of awareness. They are not teaching about this in medical school or in residency, which has to change. Uh, because doctors, the subspecialization is so, so narrow. What doctors, listen, some visits are five minutes long sometimes, 10, 15. I, I hear it from my patients. So how are you going to, in five, 10 or 15 minutes, ask about the physical body, the emotions, that your, your mind, your environment? In five minutes, you're trying to deal with the computer. <laughs> So we have systemic problems and we can talk about that another day, but you know that, and Jackie, that is why I had to leave. I had to leave my practice. Jackie, you know, doctors make quite good money in America, but I was not helping anyone. So what's the point of being a doctor? I was so unhappy. I was going to work and coming back from work crying for many months. Because I was being forced to see people in such a short time deal with so many problems in the Medicare uh, computer system, Medicare record, do so much paperwork. You know, Jackie, that I was not talking to them. So there are systemic problems. But doctors also, we have our own fears. And the fact that out there, there are no good treatment available, make doctors fearful of telling the patient, listen, there's no good treatment available. You have this condition. That is sad. It's almost like telling a patient that they have, you know, cancer, something with very bad prognosis. It is hard for us. So doctors avoid that for many reasons that I can tell you another day. Uh, they have the fear of being wrong. Uh, because again, there is no test that confirms that. So it has to be your intuition, your gut feeling. Also playing a role here. Uh, you and you have to like be certain you're, that you're a good doctor to tell someone that, listen, all the tests is normal and I'm going to tell you what you have. So, and, and then, you know, some patients are still get, uh, maybe they have heard the term hysteria or conversion. So some patients get upset and then, the, you know, there are some misperceptions out there about the condition. Another problem why it's being so hard to diagnose is because in America and in developed countries, we're over-relying 
intestine. So what happens is that if you come with chronic back pain, you're 60, and I see a little bit of degeneration in your lower back, just a tiny bit. I will tell you, look at this MRI of the lower back is showing degeneration. You need a surgery. And the patient has had three surgeries, no improvement. So, you know, you have to take the patient, the whole patient into account, the history and the physical exam trumps any test results, trumps them all. So don't over rely in the imaging. Listen to them, examine them, listen to your gut feeling. Some, those are some of the um, reasons why, um, you know, yeah. Why is not being diagnosed as soon? Yeah. I think you you also bring up a really important point with your own struggles. And I wanted to thank you for uh, sharing that with us and our listeners. So, so thank you and gratitude for that. But that our patients actually are impacted from a physical body standpoint by the way that we interact with them. And this has been studied, right? Both through EEG monitoring and heart rate monitoring, that if you, the physician, give off a calming and positive presence, you can improve somebody's heart rate. You can change the patterns and waves of their EEG. And so instead of going into the room with that difficult patient and dismissing them, take a deep breath before you go into that room and give off that positive energy because they'll respond. Jackie, you I would, have something to say. I would like to, this is my favorite word I use on, on Zoom calls. I would like to echo that. Um, and uh, as a chronic sickle cell patient, your patients know themselves better than you ever will. And yeah, I've had sicknesses that. that had nothing to do with sickle cell that presented like sickle cell. And I've had to get into, I wouldn't say screaming matches, but I had to speak to the doctor, actually a GI doctor once upon a time, they listen, this pain I'm having is not sickle cell. And I need you to address it as such because lo and behold, they had to take out my gallbladder. So one thing I would say from the patient side is, hey, if your patient is saying, you know what, I know I have this chronic illness, but this isn't it. I would say, you know, listen to that because they know themselves better than anyone else ever will. Yes, Jackie, very well said. Yes, and Doc Monk, you're, you're right. Like, it's so important. I really like a concept from psychology that I have been using in my, in my practice is that their relationship heals. And it's what you said, Doc Monk, it's about showing empathy, encouragement, curiosity, patience, being there for them, present and supportive. That is so true. Um, yeah. We, we always talk about nutrition here. And I certainly think that our, our superhero Omega-3s come into the picture. With... I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting. Dr. V, omega-3s are like the solution omega for almost every illness. I feel like is. we just don't give them. But what do, you, what do you think in terms of nutrition programs, key concepts of nutrition or basic food groups for people with FND? Let's see. From now on, for certain, I am going to refer them to your website and your podcast because I did take a good look at your website and I liked it a lot. Thank you. The recommendations, and I know you from residency, and I know you're a very caring doctor. You stay in very good shape. You are very healthy yourself and you look okay. very happy. So definitely your website. There was a um, very good book. I mean, there are so many books, right? Uh, I don't know if you want me to tell you my favorite, but there are so many good books out there about um, nutrition. And it has to be really taken seriously because we know all the research that is coming out about the microbiome and the health 
of the gut, how it's linked to the health of the mind. And I can tell you more about that, but we know that 95% of the serotonin that our brain uses, such an important neurotransmitter for anxiety, for depression, and for many uh, other psychological conditions, 95% is produced in the enteric nervous system. And those bacteria, that are all other microorganisms, but bacteria is the predominant one, they respond to the food that we eat, right? So diet, it's, it's so important. And of course, the Mediterranean diet is, is the favorite, my favorite. Having lived in Spain, it is delicious and it is <laughs> yes, so yeah. healthy, of course, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and I, oh, go ahead, Jack P. I just, say, I just have to say it, I just have to say it. OMG, Omega-3. <laughs> it, is, it is just, don't, I, until, actually, that was the one thing I didn't understand those articles. Until <laughs> I, you, I never would connect the mind and what you eat. N- um, never, 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 never. And it's just, it's so good to see that thread still even going through neurological, it's easy to think, oh, you got to eat right because of your heart or all your physical systems, right? But even your mental, you know, being is affected by what you put in your body every day. And OMG Omega-3 is leading the charge per usual. (laughs) So I'm just, I just can't contain my excitement for it. So I'll let you go. Go ahead. No, no, I mean, I have to nerd out on the gut here for a minute just because, you know, that's my thing. But um, (laughs) I feel like anxiety, depression, eating disorders, all these people have high numbers more so than, you know, people that don't have those conditions of Fecalobacter, Prevotella, Ruminococcus species. And Not only that, but when you institute a pre and probiotic regimen, you can also improve their B vitamin levels, which we are, we know are kind of your happy vitamins, and you can actually improve and reduce in in terms of objective scoring systems, anxiety, depression, and some eating disorders by giving lactobacillus and bifidobacterium, kind of the two main players in most probiotic regimens. we looked it up, right, as a group, and yes. Mediterranean diet seems to lead the charge in terms of FND. Definitely, definitely. And uh, yes, it's uh, the serotonin that I mentioned is produced in the gut. Most of our antidepressants, anti-serotonin, reuptake inhibitor, right? Like they work in the serotoninergic system. And the other big one neurotransmitter that they influence is GABA one of the main inhibitory neurotransmitters that is involved in our response to stress, how we react to fear, to anxiety, uh, our sleep pattern, schizophrenia, depressions, and the gut, microbacteria influences that. And the Mediterranean diet full of antioxidants and polyphenols. Do I I don't pronounce that word often. Polyphenols or polyphenols? You nailed it. Polyphenols, yeah. Okay, well, now I repeated that word four or five times, which means that all of you will remember to <laughs> add polyphenols, which are present in fruits and seeds and vegetables and cocoa products and tea, right? So, so many benefits. Yeah. And a lot of those compounds also have nutraceutical benefit. And we researched this too, have benefits in untangling neuro neurologic tangles, those things that gunk up your brain and can cause dementia and can improve Parkinson features. I mean, it's amazing what these botanicals and nutraceuticals can do. Definitely. There is a lot of research uh, ongoing about treatments, looking for treatments uh, for Alzheimer's disease through uh, improving the health of the microbiome for certain. Yeah. Now, um, on the serotonin 
wavelength, you are doing something super cool right now that works on serotonin mitigation through MAO, so mo through monoamine oxidase inhibition. But I want you to talk a little bit about your experiences right now. You'll notice her background is really a lot cooler than my super modern Cleveland background. <laughs> yes. So talking about neurotransmitter, definitely um, ayahuasca and other plant medicines. I'm researching all of them. Uh, I'm pulling literature, you know, old studies, mythological uh, literature about these plant medicines. So it's ayahuasca and also cacti and psilocybin <clears throat> and cannabis and even cocoa because there are many, many benefits also of cocoa. So all these plants, they work uh, in, our, in our neurotransmitters. And my experience right now, I am focused in ayahuasca. It's such a rich uh, plant with so much wisdom, so much history, and so much research behind it. Hundreds and hundreds of articles in internet describing the benefits of this medicine. And the interesting thing is that it influences the four bodies that I have been telling you about. That's why the Holocene method at Science and Shamanism utilizes ayahuasca for the treatment of functional neurological disorders because it influences the mind. I'll give you a few examples. It will help you find highly original solutions for your problems. Your problem-solving abilities will increase. Your self-confidence, your self-awareness, your motivation to change. We have here smokers, people who eat tons of red meat, obese, and after a few ayahuasca ceremonies, together with the study of the Holocene method, they improve their weight, they quit smoking. You know, it's also healthy, not healthy, helpful for addiction. So it really allows you to leave behind those negative patterns. In terms of the emotion, it allows you to feel positive emotional states, more self-acceptance. It improves your interpersonal communication skills. The medicine helps you process and get rid of emotionally charged material that is affecting you. In the body, in the physical body, it helps with immune modulation. It has immune modulatory benefits. It uh, increases the body awareness. One day we can talk in detail about ayahuasca, but you may have heard that purging is a big part of the cleansing process of the ceremony. There are other ways of uh, purging. When, when we say purging, we say releasing our organism, releasing various limitations, pains, traumas from our organism that it can be mental, emotional, or physical. Purging can be through vomiting, but it can also be through shaking, through sweating, through yawning. When people with chronic lower back pain, fibromyalgia, when they purge, they are often purging a lot of the physical tension. It is described in the literature that brings a relief and lightness to our bodies. And spiritually, it gives people insights into these existential questions that I mentioned before. It sensitizes us to heal in nature. That's why uh, I created together with Diego Leite, the brand Science and Shamanism, because nature is a big part of the healing process. And it also helps people understand their own death, their family's death, you know, all, all these spiritual questions. So it makes us feel at ease in planet Earth and connected to the history of the universe. That's powerful stuff. Um, I mean, you know, ayahuasca is kind of an interesting product. I mean, from a 
nerdy science standpoint, it, the, the main active component is dimethyltryptamine. And it's, it's made from uh, both a vine as well as a shrub, right? The Danyceroptis uh, copy is the vine. And the shrub is Psychotria uh, viridis, I believe. And you it, yeah, you combine the two. And the, the way it works pharmacologically is by upregulating your serotonin, similar to certain medications that we give, but even more potent. Yes, it works in the serotonin, in the dopamine system, also uh, in GABA, it works in immune uh, cells also. Again, it works in mind, body, emotions, and our environment, spirits. And um, Doc Mark, uh, may I make a suggestion for us in the future? Uh, I would like all of us, to call ayahuasca not a product, but a sacred plant. It's a sacred medicine that has been used for thousands of years that we have to protect, that we cannot use it as a commercial product for many reasons. It can be harmful if you take it, for example, in a party, if you take it uh, and you go to work, to work, you know, misuse, like any, like any other medicine, the misuse of that sacred plant can have serious mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual uh, side effects or adverse effects in the literature. The studies that you will find claiming death and side effects are only only the studies of those who try to prepare the medication, the, the medicine themselves, who try to um, conduct ceremonies, mixing, mixing various medications, combining it with alcohol. So it is important to uh, care for it as a sacred medicine and use it within uh, a safe context because of its power. And also it connects to the source of life. As DMT, you know, DMT is the main hormone secreted by the pineal gland. We secrete it uh, mainly during two moments of our life, birth and death. So this medicine through DMT will give you access to those two dimensions, birth and death. Um, so yeah, DMT is a powerful substance that has to be um, treated with, with care and love and protected. Because if we use it as a product and we commercialize it too much, it can get extinct, right? It can disappear like hundreds of other species of plants and animals. So we have to protect our planets, our planet and our resources so we can stay healthy. That is a fantastic place, I'd say, to take a break. So everyone, we've been chatting with Dr. V. Of course, your favorite large calf muscle do- a GI extraordinaire, extraordinaire, excuse me, Doc Mock, and your layman, Jackie P. So give us a quick second here, and we'll be right back after these messages. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black op shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to maximalbeing.com rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct to home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBean.com slash Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. 
Welcome back, Maximal Beans. It is I, Jackie P, and of course, the hostess with the mostest, Doc Mock. And we have Dr. V here talking about what I say, the very, very interesting and I think un, uh, very unexplored, especially in Western medicine, ways to treat neurological disorders. And we're speaking specifically about ayahuasca, am I saying it correctly? And DMT. But I wanted to take a step back. I want you to explain, I would say, because I think there's something that's being missed here, the overall conversation of, I don't like to use the term psychedelics because it seems commercial, but psychoactive, I suppose, uh, um, treatments for neurological disorders. So you, you touched on DMT, which I think was a very interesting explanation of the connection of death and birth as well as ayahuasca. But can you speak to maybe what brought you to that, right? You know, you touched a little bit about having your practice and then, you know, now you're in South America, right? What brought you to that? And can you maybe touch on your, uh, what you're doing now with shamanism, if I'm saying that correctly? Um, and treating your patients. Yes. So, Jackie, um, you know, I, I I like the name psychedelic more than psychoactive because psychoactive we have many drugs are uh, uh, antidepressants, fluoxetine, peroxetine, effectors, Imbalta. All those are psychoactive. Psychedelic means mind manifested the power of your mind will be can be manifested if you use actually the power of your whole being but the thing is that we operate in the material world through the mind but the whole being is empowered the mind is still guides you know the ceo of our organism is the mind but uh, it manifests our whole being so what happened is that, uh, you know, I have had my own interpersonal relationship problems. I was in vacation in Brazil for the first time in 2014. And my communication with my boyfriend was horrible. We had so many issues. So we met this shaman that I am working with now back in 2014. And someone organized a ceremony for us to see if we could achieve harmony. And science and shamanism, the Holocene method, is also helping helping couples, a lot of couples. Um, anyways, we uh, I took uh, ayahuasca for the first time in 2014, and the benefits were unbelievable, amazing. My personality changed in so many ways. I stopped eating meat four times a day. To a slowly today, I'm a vegetarian. But I immediately reduced my meat consum consumption by 70% as soon as I got back. Improvement in interpersonal communication and all the benefits that I already uh, reported a little bit. Anyways, when COVID, uh, when the COVID pandemia is, is started, and I am having a lot of patients with uh, psychogenic symptoms, because, uh, I'm sorry, with functional neurological disorder symptoms. I was thinking about psychedelics still. Uh, patients with functional neurological disorder symptoms, and I am searching, you know, in 2019, I am searching to try to update myself because there were too many patients coming because of the problems of COVID. And I am seeing, my God, there is nothing new for this condition and people are suffering. And then I was feeling unhappy to, unable to help my patients. Medicine is my life. I wanted to be a doctor since I was five or six years old. So if I cannot help my patients, I am an unhappy person. So I thought about ayahuasca, I recalled ayahuasca and how helpful it was for me, how it allowed me to look at life from a different lens, um, adapt to changes, because this is what happens with functional neurological disorders. Something happens to our physical body, 
interpersonal, emotional to our mind. We're confronted with something that changes our reality and your whole, our whole organism becomes out of balance. So this medicine can reorient your perspective of life and you, you can be happy regardless of what's happening. You can find the peace in anything, anyways. So I came to Brazil and I started, I read, I think, 50 books last year looking for answers. And if you go to my website, www.scienceandshamanism.com, you will have a list of recommended lectures. Those are some of the best books that I read last year alone to put this program together, the Holocene Method. So, when I came back to Brazil uh, in December of 2019, I'm sorry, December of 2020 was towards, you know, the pandemic was more stable. December of 2020, uh, then I started to have ideas that I had to leave my medical practice because I was perpetuating the problems. I had no time to talk to my patients. I could only prescribe CBT. And physical therapy, CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy that is still considered the mainstream treatment. And physical therapy, physical exercises, the prognosis is unfavorable with those two treatments. So if I stayed in my practice, I had to continue giving people prescription for CBT and physical therapy. I was too tired to read 50 books and, you know, be creative. Even that I was reading a lot and trying to make changes, you know, the system is so rigid in terms of time that you can spend. So, um, and the creativity that we can put in our jobs when we're part of a corporate system is difficult. So I had to make a decision. Listen, I'm going to tell you the moment that changed my life during an ayahuasca ceremony. And that was in December. I went to Brazil looking for answers to help my patients. I am laying there in the ceremony experiencing um, tremendous discomfort in my body. I was laying on the floor and I felt that I was going to die. I felt weak. I couldn't move. Intense burning in my whole back and my arms and weakness. And I am asking, you talk to, to your wise self, you talk to God, you can call it as you wish. But I am asking, my brain is asking this question to myself and the energy of the universe. Why is this happening? Why am I feeling so horrible? And then my inner voice said, don't you want to help people? You got to know what this is about. This is how they feel. They have burning, they have weakness, they have pains, they cannot work, they cannot care for their kids. Are you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, wow, I am going to do this. Even if I have to leave my big salary, even if I have to leave my home, even if I have to leave my family, I am going to do this. So that's what happened. That's how the Holocene method and how I started to work with Diego Leite, who was the shaman that ceremony. And he told me, are you sure you want to do this? I have studied for 20 years. You're not going to get, you're not going to start giving ayahuasca to people without studying seriously. You have to study at least four years. Because this is a medicine, a powerful medicine that you're going to give to others. So you need to know how to provide it to really heal. And then uh, we created science and shamanism to start providing people already the benefits of the sacred medicine combined with the, the scientific support and all the tools that uh, the science has offered uh, lately. <clears throat> did I answer your question? Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> no, I think I just, I just think it's interesting to hear about um, different approaches to the, uh, to addressing uh, neurological disorders that. You don't see, you know, here in in the states, right? It's a pill, 
uh, you know, or, you know, you, you, you physical therapy, right. You, you hear the same uh, treatments. Um, so to hear something, uh, you know, about DMT or ayahuasca, I think it's hopefully uh, the start of maybe the world and especially the Western medicine, maybe dialing it back and opening up different ideas for treatment for patients. Definitely. And we're doing research uh, here. You know, Diego, he's very serious about his work. So, of course, I'm just studying ayahuasca. I'm a student of, of Diego Leite, the shaman. So we have put together these questionnaires, these uh Yes, questionnaire that you give at the beginning before they start the Holocene method. So the Holocene method has a, a ther theory, theoretical, or a, a part that you have to study as in a book. We have videos. We have um, documents for exercises, and we have live conversations to debate the knowledge. So um, patients do a questionnaire before they start the theory. They study the theory and they, they, then they can come to Brazil and also take the medicine and they will do another questionnaire. So we are going to prove scientifically, we're going to report the results of this study. Because here in Brazil, there are many ways how the medicine is used. They use it in churches. They use it uh, in psychological uh, offices, by psychologists, by psychiatrists, therapists. You know, it's a legal plant here. And it's a medicine. It's, everyone cares for it. Everyone loves it. Everyone appreciates it. So... Yes, it's it's a unique approach that is not being used in any other part of the world for functional neurological disorders. And, and this recipe of the Holocene method that works the mind, the body, the emotions, environment, spirit combined with plant medicine is really unique. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, interesting that you know, you're hearing it here first, this brilliant work that's being undertaken. We did a literature search to look at the role of psychedelic therapies in FND and really came up with nothing. And I think that just speaks to the importance of what Dr. V is doing here. But I think Jackie's got some questions for you as we start to wrap up. Yes, I do have some questions. Um, so the first question, unrelated to everything we've been talking about, but still related, what is your favorite exercise? I, let's see. I have a bias. Oh, that's quickly. Uh, well, the Holocene practices, we have physical exercises called the Holocene practices. So that's my favorite now. Before that, oh. I used to do water skiing before I, oh. you know, yeah. So that was a lot of fun too. But the Holocene practices, because they are very uh, diverse, they unite again mind, body, emotions. They involve animal dance, African dance, visualizations, yoga, Tai Chi, Pilates. It's a mixture of a lot of Eastern and Western traditions and practices combined with scientific evidence. This is science and shamanism, what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's a, by the way, this is a fantastic name because like two it's like the perfect yin, yin and yang, right? The two different worlds, the dichotomy of shamanism, which is metaphysical, right? And things that are not seen by the eye and science, which is all about data and facts and, right? What are the numbers showing us, right? So um, I think that's awesome. I think it's great that we had you here uh, before, you know, you became a, a worldwide movement. Second question. What is the craziest diet you have been on or tried or perhaps heard of from someone else? Oh, my God. The shamanic diet, 15 days without salt, sugar, oil, nothing fried, just rice, banana, and some other simple vegetable for 15 days. It is crazy. You feel angry. You feel weak, you feel lack of concentration, and once you're done, you feel that you just rebirth. 
you're ready to start a new. Art, I have a question about that diet. Do they give you, can you have legumes or anything? Because, I mean, I feel like you need that essential amino acids from legumes and rice at least, right? Yes, rice, a lot of rice uh, and banana mainly. And then, yeah, you can have an apple, you can have a tropical fruit, but very simple, not adding anything, uh, just as Mother Nature provides it to us. Wow. That, that, that reminds me of a sentence I actually highlighted and kept it from one of the studies from nutraceuticals and neurological disorders. And they talked about the importance of food or products directly from nature without any change in their original constituent form. I think that's exactly. I think that's, that's right on. That's, that's awesome. You said it all. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Third question. Um, what is your favorite health book and why? Yeah, well, one of the last few books that I read that uh, changed my approach also to treating FND um, uh, that connected me in some way already with Doc Mock and you, Jackie, because the universe does these crazy things of connecting people who have the same life mission. So I read not too long ago a book called The Mind Gut Connection by Dr. Mayer. Yep, that's I popular. loved it. Yes, yes. Yep, that's an amazing. I would say that is the most common book on this cast that people bring up. Yep, definitely. Read that's by experts, awesome. people. So go read it right now. Read by <laughs> experts and lay people, by the way. That's right. So <laughs> whatever side of the spectrum you're on. Yes. I think it's a great, that's a good book. Well, I have no more questions. Actually, I, I do have a lot of questions, but I feel like we don't have enough days in the week. So <laughs> we, we definitely need to revisit this, but I have no questions as of right now. Doc Mock, I'm gonna hand it over to you. Yeah, uh, it was an amazing conversation, Dr. V. Thank you so much. Not only was it good to just connect with you again, introduce you to my good friend Jackie P but I really appreciate your view on medicine on life on spirituality and I look forward to more conversations with you for all of those uh, out there that haven't heard it check out Dr. V's website scienceandshamanism.com uh, she's got a lot of amazing content on there um, you know check out the Holocene method if any of you uh, are interested in, you know, checking out our coursework as well, maximalbeing.com, there's a ton of free information on there. And uh, we just gave a, an amazing talk to a lot of you out there on gut health. And I'm so excited to do another one upcoming soon on social media live. So uh, as always, everybody, I'm Doc Mock and I'm here with Jackie P and Dr. V and we are here to maximize your health. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.